0: Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson. Today we're in part four in our conversation regarding the refuge story. We hope you enjoy.
1: So I was holding back guys wanting to work because I love, I was full of myself, right? I was, I was a young pastor guy and I wanted to, everybody hear me and I wanted to keep him in the woods and I was wanted to preach all day whenever I had a chance after work. And they were saying, my God, we're tired of it. Can we please go work? So I laugh sometimes when some of the guys think, "All oh, they're here for is for us to go work because I didn't want anybody to work. That was the men. Yeah. The early drew.
0: years were, were just sitting around. Yeah. In a Bible study. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not anti-Bible study. It's just. Yeah. So they started. That's all they, it was. Yeah.
1: They think I've started Thompson Concrete and it's all about me working this out. and I'm like, oh my God, I if they only knew how it was and and yeah. how much I pushed back on that.
0: <laughs> so it was around this time too that like, you know, we think about Vinton County as being the only part of their early years, but there was also this connection to the west side of Columbus. Maybe speak into that. When did that when did that start?
1: Yeah, that that was a uh Jeff Winters, our second guy in, this happened pretty quick. He uh, completed the ministry, which was a year down there in the woods, with me another six months, and and then we were the ones that kind of walked out. He he had a carpet clean background, so that's where that came in. But Jeff came to me one day said, "Tom, I feel like I'm supposed to help with phase one because I did have these th- this process in mind of discipleship, and I knew there needed to be a." entry point to see the committed and who's really here and really bought in to who we are and making disciples versus just hanging out. And I knew at the end, there needed to be some application, practical side. I just, I didn't know how to do it. And I thought maybe I could find other people on the bookends and I, I would just be the farm in the middle. I didn't know how that would all play out, but that's where Jeff came to me and said, I feel called to do that. That first phase, the entry point, the 30 days. So we had that in mind. And I said, well, let's pray about it. We prayed together. And I said, give me five things that you, because he wanted to go up to Columbus and look around. He had a couple people he wanted to talk to. I said, take a trip up there. Give me five things that you sense that if if these five things come to pass, that you believe that this would confirm that God's telling you're the guy to do this. And no kidding, he he went to Columbus, left that morning, came back that night. All five things were checked off. He had keys in hand and a place rent free to start with. And it was all down in Franklinton. That's how we got to Franklinton. I didn't think Franklinton. I was not thinking West Side. That was Jeff Winters going up, discerning. Wow. And it was an outreach pastor from Grove City that they had a connection to the inner city. And they had a building down on the West Side. And that person actually met with Jeff and said, would you guys be interested in taking that building? That's what landed us.
0: Wow. And that was in the first that was in the first number of years, right?
1: Yes, as like within the first 5 years. And I get confused with time because it's been a yeah. A it was but but we've
0: been in the Franklinton Hilltop area then ever since. So so for you know, for the, at least the past 15 years.
1: So then we had phase 1 there. Then I had another building down there on Thomas and Davis in Franklinton that became we've been everything, 2A, 2B and 3. I mean, it it's been different things. It was an apartment complex down there, we were renting, and, and uh, one of the guys at that time was a part of the board, was, was you know, allowing us to use that. Then a, an opportunity came up in Cincinnati, where we moved our phase one from now west side down to over the Rhine for two or three years. So then we had guys going to Cincinnati for the first 30 days, going to Venton County for the next four months, and going to Columbus for the last eight months. So it was really spread out all over the state. And we've tried, we've had Jackson County property. We started a phase one over in, in uh, Zanesville for about six months. I mean, we've, we've about done all that. And then we're back to Lancaster after Columbus. Um, but Princeton Avenue was our was our first official phase one after we left that one rented property at the beginning. Okay. And that was a phase one. And then because it's a double, we had a phase one on one side and a phase three on, the, you know, you could break it up is that been, the
0: same property that we have that we have now
1: that's where wow. phil Parker is. okay so that we've kept that ever since
0: that's pretty cool yeah how did we so so that that shares kind of how we ended up in columbus as well how did we end up in lancaster yeah
1: you know, the lancaster um we were in cincinnati with phase one and we were in columbus i just got to have a board meeting and that night, we had discussed some things, and they said, Tom, we're done. You, you're all over the state. Yeah. <laughs> you're done growing. So they said, you're they driving said, all
0: over the place.
1: Let's stop. And I said, that's fine with me. I, I've been driving, and I've got miles after miles. And uh, that next morning, a guy by the name of Norm called me, and it was he, he, he had seen and heard and heard me share in a church about the refuge in Lancaster. And he said, Tom, I need to talk to you. We, I've, got, I've got to share with you. We've got some property I'd like you to see. I just had a board meeting the night before, and we said, we're not going to buy anything, do anything else. <laughs> so I told Norm, I said, I said, Norm, I, I'm not doing it. He said, what do you mean you're not doing it? You haven't even seen it. I said, I'm not. I don't want it. We just had a board meeting, and, and we're done doing moving and expanding. I'm telling you, we're not going to expand. And he said, you sh- aren't you a preacher? Should you pray? And I said, I'm not praying. I'm telling you, we're done with it. And uh, and finally, he kept urging me and, and, and coaxing me. And I just said, okay, I'll pray about it. And and I just prayed about it. I'll tell you what I, I really sensed, Wes. It wasn't expansion. It was transition. It was it was closing one thing down and moving it. So it was consolidation, not expansion. So we shut down our Cincinnati phase one and move the phase one to Lancaster. Okay. So that, that's how that came about. When I went out there, I couldn't believe the property. Of course, you know what it's like today. Yeah. but if I just A little
0: different than, than Cincinnati.
1: Total donation. Absolutely given to us. Now that didn't come without a price. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was another entity on the property that wanted it as well. And that went into a big uh, crazy stuff, but, but I literally moved within a week. Once we said we're doing it, we were in it without even owning it and having it. And then we had, we were in the property. It was tougher for them to get us out of it. So it was like, it was like we were claiming territory then. So we moved everything, moved the guys. We're living there before we even zoned. Um, So then I had to go through seven trustee meetings and uh, nobody wanted us there in Lancaster. I mean, the little ladies came out and everybody scared to death all of us coming in. And we had signs up out there saying, don't let them in the backyard. And So that was a, that was a battle. It was very, very frustrating and very, uh, but I'll never forget one of our board members, Bob just said, Tom, don't say anything. Just, just be still. And for, for seven, eight weeks, we didn't say a word. We just let them all talk about us and yell at us and tell us. And by the end of it, the trustees, the last night I had all the guys, the alumni that I knew at that time, Come for the last meeting because it didn't look like we were going to get it. And they brought their parents and we flooded that little place, that little trustee place. And there was, and they asked for open public forum. You can share anything. So all the guys kept coming up and sharing about what God had done in their life and the change that had happened through the refuge in the past. And we're totally supportive. And by the end of it, that was about an hour and a half of guy after guy and family member after family member. And the next thing you know, that guy said, Hey, this is a trustee meeting. Lord God, I feel like we just had a church. Let's vote. And then they voted us to give it to us that, that <laughs> night. <laughs> wow. So that was so, powerful.
0: So, you you know, you, you've, you've made, you know, you, you pulled the trigger, you spent years developing what's become kind of this discipleship model of, of peer-based support, but also, teaching training equipping that evolved into work working and and trying to like you said just just kind of develop some of those applicable skills that that are spiritual um you know becoming more holistic preparing men to to you know transition to life and then and then i remember you know then uh you're talking now post 10 years and um it seems like a lot of that's whenever i was um that's whenever I was in ministry. Um, I was in college post-college. Um, this was like a little, you know, 2010s to 2014. There was a lot of changes that started to take place. You know, you'd build up a staff largely of men that had gone through the minute, well, all of them almost had gone through ministry and some of them have been with you for a long time. And then there was a lot of, there was just kind of a, a big transition with staff and kind of around the time when this church was started.
1: Yeah, the, ch- the church piece came in based on this experience of, again, looking at the fruit at the end. When the men would leave the ministry, they would try to connect coming from this environment, coming from all the community they were a part of. And then they just struggled trying to connect to the local church. So they continued to get calls over and over and over about, man, this just I'm not accepted. I don't feel like I fit. I don't know how to, how to flow within this church setting. And I'm frustrated. And I don't feel like anybody understands me. And I don't think it was just that kind of thing over and over. And it's not the church's fault. I'm not anti any of that. I'm just saying yeah. it really comes down to that it's not going to be the same. It won't be like that. So it's like, what do we do to bridge that again? We got to keep walking out a person's life holistically. We got, we've got got to go all the way. You, why start a phase one, two, three, and four and you fall off at the end?
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. Monday, we will be finishing our conversation regarding the refuge story. We'll see you then.